This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Thank you for joining us here at the Shrimp Next, the Shrimp Trust podcast. We have, as usual, uh, myself and Joel, yawn, 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 board with us, uh, uh, from the Trust, and Charlie from the boardroom. And uh, Charlie's christened as the three Ronnies. Welcome along, Charlie. Um, also, we have um, Kitman, bootroom stalwart, uh, extraordinaire, Les Dewhurst. Les, welcome along. We've got some... We've got some uh, Questions for you about uh, Jim Harvey, Sammy McElroy, Jim Bentley, uh, Derek Adams, um, Barry Roach, who was manager for one game, and Stephen Robinson. So be prepared, Les. No problem. It's a pleasure to be here. I'll try and, and also, answer. Also, <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> I'll try and answer honestly. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> so and finally, finally, um, very kindly pulling in after going to Manchester on a, a lovely jolly, is uh, our box-to-box midfielder on loan from Hull City, uh, Callum Jones. Man of the match on Saturday, Callum. Thanks for joining us. Hello, mate. You're welcome. Good to be here. So, um, we'll start as we normally do, which is uh, the game just gone. Uh, Plymouth Argyle last Saturday, they were on cracking form. They just absolutely destroyed Bolton. Uh, Best team in the league. Playing on a lake. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously, it was going to be a tough game. We'd had sort of four away games where we'd come away with very, very little, Joel. Uh, not a surprising performance because we know we're capable of it. But what a piece. And I thought we were the better side second half. A little bit of a mute uh, malfunction there. But yes, uh, I, yeah, I'd agree. We were definitely better in the, in, in the second half. I, I thought, you know, I think what was disappointing with the, with the results that came beforehand was obviously... We lost them, and that that's disappointing in itself. But I, I kind of felt we, we probably did deserve to lose those games, you know. But then coming out of that, then to go up against Plymouth and to be more than be, be more than worthy of one point from that game, I thought, especially in the second half, we were really good. There were periods when I, I, it kind of felt like Plymouth were pretty much camped in their own half, and we had a really good kind of shape and structure that was kind of stopping them progressing up the pitch, and we were nicking the ball off them. Had a couple of decent attacks. It didn't quite happen for us in the final third, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it was it was overall a really really encouraging performance. Definitely worth a point. Maybe could have, maybe a little bit unlucky not to get all three, and that's after that second half against the league leaders, and they haven't they haven't uh, lost since the opening day against Rotherham. As we know, Rotherham are, are probably the best side. Well, I think they're the best side in the division that I've seen so far. So it just yeah. goes to show how good a side Plymouth are, and, and we matched them. And we and we contained them generally. So yeah, really, really pleased after that performance. Felt very positive. And and uh, to stay on the theme, obviously, um, fair or not, there's been some criticism of the defence with those four away games, particularly Anthony O'Connor, uh, who I thought was was absolutely immense on Saturday. I thought he was superb. But he marshalled everybody else really well. Ryan Delaney played well. Both fullbacks. Uh, you would say, you know, Greg Lee and Ryan Cooney are probably our strongest uh, going forward, but also defended brilliantly. Uh, and then I come to Callum, who was, uh, you know, 
sort of thrown in a bit at the deep end there with Shane getting injured on, on Friday, Callum. Uh, did you know on Friday you were going to be starting? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, Shane obviously picked up a little bit of a knock on Friday. So um, the gaffer just, just said to me that was my chance, really. So that's how it come about. Yeah, and uh, and uh, playing against Plymouth, obviously, um, they used the ball very, very well to the edge of our box. They had plenty of movement. But uh, you yourself, uh, as I said, you were voted man of the match on Saturday by the sponsors, quite rightly. Uh, everybody stood around me in the, in the home and was like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. So that's got to be pleasing for you. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, as you said, they did use the ball well. I thought that our shape was really good on and off the ball. But I thought we we uh, matched them in using the ball. I thought we was really good, especially second half with the ball. And we probably should have got more from the game. We were disappointed with a point which shows which shows where we're at, really, I think. Um, if you said to us, start of the season, Plymouth will be top of the league and, and you'll get a point, I think anyone would just snap your hand off. But with getting one point and being disappointed, again, I think it shows where we're at. And uh, Charlie, um, Ryan Hardy and Luke Jeffcott up front for them, we kept them quiet. But I have to say, they, their two centre-halves did a brilliant job on Cole. The, the only person who seemed to get any joy out of them. Uh, King Arthur kept coming inside on his right foot and they'd sussed him. But John Ryunga really, really gave him problems on the day, Charlie. Yeah, it was great to see um, <clears throat> Jonah and, uh, having a good game and, and Callum, like we were saying. And Stephen was saying to me, he spoke to the Plymouth manager and they, they, they conceded a lot of goals of set pieces at the end of last season. And they brought these big lads in, big bruising units in at the back. And, uh, and uh, they, they're, they're top of the league. So, uh, they, they, they marked Cole really well and just thought it's really good to see everyone. and Stephen was saying to me today we had a long chat about a few things that the home crowd was just so encouraging and positive and the, the players really look really really appreciate that you know we, we never get on, we never as a club get on anyone's back and when things are going wrong start booing and you know being negative we all stay positive and that's been really good for the, for the uh, players and that's why we're so strong at home yeah, I've got to admit, another good crowd, and a great a great turnout from Plymouth with uh, nearly, bringing nearly 700 on a 660-mile round trip. So fair play to them. But uh, uh, Les, from a from a um, a club point of view, uh, it was it was it was quite a good game to watch, wasn't it? Really, it was quite technical. Well, the games I yeah the games I managed to watch um, so far this season have all been very good technically. I think this is. Um, one of the best technical teams we've had for a long, long time. So um, it's it's damn good to watch. Very good to watch. Even if we've lost a few games, I don't think we've ever been out of a game, really. I know we've lost a couple of games, 3-1, but we've always been in them games. Maybe Burton and Cheltenham a little bit. We just lost our way a little bit, but overall, fantastic. And uh, it's been interesting, Joel, um from a, a club point of view, but we've not really stuck upon a settled side yet, have we? No, yeah, I think injuries have contributed to that. Obviously, we, we, we've seen there's been an update this evening. Uh, Shane McLaughlin's out for a bit, and obviously King Arthur's out for a bit as well. But we've got Abika and Duffus coming back, so hopefully they'll, they'll, be, they'll be able to contribute. But yeah, I think it, it, it was interesting. I, 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 listening to uh, Stephen Robinson's interview before the Plymouth game, because obviously we've gone... We've, got, we've done something a bit different. We've gone to 3-5-2 against... Well, obviously, we played 3-5-2 a few times, but what the difference was was that Ant O'Connor moved into midfield, which is obviously where he's played in the past for Aberdeen and, and, and done a good job there. 
I think for us as a team on on on, on, on that Tuesday against Cheltenham, it probably didn't work out that well because our defence wasn't didn't really improve much, and, and it probably hampered us a little bit going forward. So, as a as Stephen Robinson said, you know, he he went he decided to kind of do a bit of a reset that week. I felt quite positive after hearing that interview, and it was very much back to the kind of four-three-three style that we kind of started the season in, and and it just seemed that everybody was a lot more comfortable in that, even if nominally it looks a lo- um, like a more attacking lineup. Ultimately, everybody looked a bit more comfortable, a bit more organised, a bit happier in what they were doing, and you know it paid dividends. We played really, really well both on and off the ball. And uh, moving to this Saturday, obviously away at the Kassam Stadium. Uh, Oxford in pretty good form. They've suffered quite a few injuries as well, but the people who've come in have taken a bit of time to bed in. But um, I've looked at their side and they've got some really... It's the tale of this division, isn't it? They've got some really, really good ball players, uh, really good footballers. They're not really... uh, They're they're, going to play through the thirds and they're going to have a real go. Um, Obviously, Callum... You've had uh, you've had some time off. You'll be getting uh, you're getting back to it tomorrow and, and Friday, as you said, with Shane uh, not being available and your man in the match performance. You've got to be looking to start at Oxford, haven't you? Well, yeah, that's obviously up up to the gaffer, but I'd like to hope so. Yeah, hopefully um, I can get a good run of games now with the misfortune of Shane. Um, obviously, it does help me a little bit. So if I can get a good run of games and, and try and stay in the team for as long as I can, then that'll make me happy as long as we're winning and doing well. And looking at your development, um, as, a, as a midfielder, obviously in this division, obviously your parent club were in this division and did really well in it last year. But um, how valuable is it playing alongside Toombs? I've said it so many times. He's he's so good on the ball. He, he never looks like he's going to lose it. It's always glued to his feet. And obviously he's so experienced, isn't he? So you just learn things off him and he, and he talks you through games as well. So when he's alongside you, he, he makes it that that little bit easier. And I have to say, um, uh, Toombs often looks like he doesn't know what he's going to do himself. So how the opposition <laughs> is supposed to work that one out, I never really know. <laughs> but looking to Oxford on Saturday, like I say, they've had our, our away form not been great since since we went to Crewe. And uh, it's going to be tough on Saturday, isn't it? Because they'll have quite a crowd behind them. Yeah, they will, yeah. We'll, but we'll do what we always do. We, uh, we focus on ourselves, but we obviously watch a bit of them. But mainly, we'll just do what we did on Saturday. We'll we'll press with high energy. We'll we'll try and play, and Cole will be on it, so he'll score a couple of goals for us. You heard that first. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just nip down to bet Fred when I've uh, <laughs> finished this now. Um, Les, Les, how's it how's it pan out for you at Oxford? Are you setting off tomorrow, or what's happening with you? Um, we'll train first on Friday. Yeah. So we'll be. I'll, personally, I'll be up about eight o'clock up at the university. They'll finish. Hopefully, get away for twelve. I think the coach is leaving around about one o'clock, and then I'll set off a little bit after doing a little bit of laundry, a little bit of training kit. <laughs> get away. Hopefully, about two ish. Um, hopefully, get to the hotel about six, and have a bit of a rest, and then up and at it Saturday morning. And so, uh, a busy day. Yeah, I was going to say. So I'll 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 come back to that. I'll come back to that because I'll 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 move on now. Uh, obviously, we've got Callum on as a guest. Uh, Callum, uh, everybody will know from your accent that um, you're not from Hull. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
<laughs> so how, how, did you, how did you come to end up getting picked up by Hull City? Um, when the unfortunate happened to Berry, funny enough, um, obviously Berry got liquidated because their owner was a bit soft. So I was a free agent. I just signed a pro as well, funny enough, as a free agent. Um, went on a couple of trials and within a, with a few days at Hull, they'd offered me to sign to be fair so it all happened pretty quick within a week I'd signed um, yeah and then that's how it started and we're still here today lucky enough <laughs> yeah I was going to say so when the chance came up that, that Morecambe were interested how did that come about and, and what did you know about us probably nothing I would say no you know what um, funny enough as a kid I was at Tramia so I always knew about Cole Ah. and I knew that he'd scored a few goals I'd seen that they'd scored um, I mean they'd they got promoted at Wembley and stuff like that. And it come up because um, my agent had spoke to them and the club had spoke to Hull and Hull had spoke to me. But um, Liam Gibson, and I know his brother, he plays for Everton, so I knew their agents. And he said that Steve had rang about me and spoke about me a, a few times. So I just had a chat with my agent and he, and he spoke to Steve and we went in and had a chat together. And I just liked what he had to say, really. So... From the day we spoke about what he wants, how the, the system he plays, and the football he wants, and what he wants from his midfielders, it sounded like what I, how I play, and what I wanted, and it, I thought it was um, the next step in my career to try and develop. Because you've you been, um, like you say, you've you've come to us and you've had a little bit of experience, and you must have been sort of quite happy with the way things have gone so far, but obviously keen to get more games. But I take your yeah. point. I take I take your point about what you've said in the fact that you do fit the mould of exactly what Stephen looks like. And uh, Shane being injured, you're you're sort of uh, a very very similar busy, get stuck in, like to pass it, like to follow on the ball, etc. Um, it it it's it's a good division to play in, isn't it, League One? Definitely is. Yeah, there's there's some really um, high end teams, big crowds in League One as well. A lot of a lot of the time, like Chef Wednesday. Again, Plymouth brought 700, over 600 miles. Yeah. You play Ipswich first game of the season and there's 22,000 and we take 400. So there's big crowds, um, which again is, is always good to play in front of. But the league last year, I've got a little bit of experience. But this year, I'm just hoping to get as, as many games as I can and just gain as, as much experience as I can. And long may that continue. Because from, from our yeah. point of view, we, we can help you and you can help us, can't you? <laughs> yeah, that's usually the... Uh, the agreement, we, we try and help each other, isn't it, really? Uh, we both gain. Yeah, so you reckon Cole's going to score, score on Saturday, so I'm going to say, well, you've got to provide the assist then. There's the pressure. <laughs> well, we've had a little joke, me um, me and Cole, because we have a car school, so me, him and Scotty Wooten come in in the car school. And the first four or five games of the season, I said to him on day one, and people will vouch me at the club for this. I told him he'll score two. He goes and scores two. The next game, for like five games, I was fluking how many he'd scored. I don't know why. <laughs> and um, one day we got out of the car at the stadium and I just did a little impression of how Scotty was going to score. And I said, and it scores, and it falls to Wooten and it fell to Scotty and he scored. Anyway, we, we played Burton. <laughs> and on the coach beforehand, Liam Gibson has never scored in his life. <laughs> and I've said to him before it that he'll score in front of all of the players. And that's why I, I like jumped up off the bench because I predicted quite a few goals. So hopefully Cole will back me up again this weekend and get one. 
So my next question is, can you give me six numbers for a lottery? <laughs> I wish. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, so looking at that, um, uh, I, it, Cole is going to score two then, isn't he? <coughs> when did it go wrong? It, don't tell me it went wrong at Cheltenham. No, I'll be honest, after five games of thought, how long can I carry this on for? I'm going to have to stop because I'll get one wrong and I'll start looking silly. So I just stopped and then the other two, I think I've just been to total potluck. <laughs> <laughs> Good story. Right. I'll, I'll pass you on to Joel now, who will uh, cut out the chit-chat and ask you some good questions. <laughs> no worries. Actually, I'll, I've got to, I'll start with the chit-chatty one, actually, because obviously we're talking about scoring goals. I don't know if you know this, but in, in, in a pre-season Q&A, uh, we had Jockel and, and Ryan down. And uh, Jockel, when asked who had the best shot in the team, he said yourself, and you've got a bit of a wobbler, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I try. Well, I know. Is that something you're going to... As soon as you get within 25 yards, do you think you're going to pull it off a shot and see if you can prove Jockel right? Like so. I'd, I'd like to hope so, yeah. I'm glad that he said that, to be honest. <laughs> and what, um, the hell's, what the hell's a wobbler? <laughs> it's just a little one where you instep um, and it just gives a bit of movement on the ball. It's just a bit of technique and it wobbles. So when it comes to the keeper, it's moving a little bit so it makes it difficult for him to, um, see, to see where it's going to end up. I look forward to that. Oh, yeah, I'll be yeah good, well, I look forward to it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, on, on to the kind of more, more serious stuff. Well, obviously, this is your, your first loan spell. And has there any, been anything that has kind of surprised you or maybe been tougher than you expected coming into the club? To be honest, the gaffer and them have, I feel like I've changed me from a an academy player to more of a first team player. I feel like at the start, I was more of an academy player who maybe looked to be clever every time he was getting the ball, like play the killer pass because in the 23s you can do that or Hull really wanted me to do that when I was playing for 23s, take the risk or like play, maybe flick it around the corner and do little things like that. Whereas when you play in the league, you can't be flicking it at the edge of your box or you can't be putting your team at risk because there's points to play for, real points. So I think that that's what I've learned the most at the minute is is um, taking like the silly academy things out of my game and progressed into a first team player. So, so kind of on that then, Nat, in terms of yourself as a player, I remember when you signed and, and, and I kind of did a bit of research and, and see what yeah. some old fans were saying and some were kind of saying you were a bit of a more deep line number, number six kind of player, some were saying you're more of a number eight kind of player. So it was a bit hard to tell. I mean, how, how would you see yourself in, in, in either of those roles or do you, do you not really mind? To be honest, I, I I don't really mind at all. I, I like to play on the ball. So if, if I get more of the ball as a six in one formation, then I'll, I'll happily play as a six if I can get all of the ball. Or getting me on the ball as an eight means I play on the ball more than I play as an eight. So at the minute, I, I don't really think I've nailed a position down that I prefer, which maybe I should do. But I think um, having a few strings to your bow maybe helps. No, definitely. So obviously you've had you've had a bit of, you've had a bit of time to wait. Obviously, with the form of some other players, and and is that has that been quite tough waiting for for kind of a bit more of a chance in in the first team, or has it just been a kind of a bit of a learning experience? No, of course anyone's lying who says it's not frustrating because you want to be playing, but you understand when the team's doing well, and you've you've got to keep working hard. Um, and with me and the gaffer have spoke about how to get in the team, and I think we'd both say. Over the past six weeks, I've I've tried to change 
to the system and learn the system even more by like watching clips and things like that to to when I come into the team be ready and try and stay in for as long as I can but of course yeah as you say it's a bit frustrating but you want the team to do well and if that's happening when you're not in the team then it's unfortunate but you're always going to get an opportunity because things injuries red cards anything loss of form always happens so you just got to be as patient as you can so you mentioned obviously working on a few things over the past six weeks is there anything in particular that you've kind of worked on to try and make that last little step just learning the role more really maybe like just little little things that you wouldn't really think matter like positionally um like when to press when not to press um and just learning off other players so what they do that they're good at that I can take from them what they don't do as good as me maybe or what they don't do too good that I can maybe do better or vice versa they probably do the same as me so it's just learning what you can as quick as you can so when that opportunity comes you're ready and you know exactly what you're getting into. So I suppose it's in that kind of relation to what you were saying before about kind of learning to go from being an academy player to a first-team footballer playing league football for, for points every week. Yeah, 100%, yeah. That's definitely what it is, 100%. So obviously, Freeze touched a little bit before about your time with, with Barry, obviously, and, and you're there for a year, and then, and then obviously the club go bust. Was it quite a long time? that I think it went... I think it got officially kicked out at the end of August and then I had a little look and you signed in a hole in October. Was there much of a wait and was that quite stressful maybe or did you have know you had something lined up? No, it was definitely stressful. I was I was really in the unknown because from playing where I was to Bury, I really didn't have any experience from 16 plus at an academy. So trying to find clubs because you're not really in the shot window, especially when you haven't got a club, you can't play games to prove yourself. Um, I, I just had to be patient, work as hard as I can. With uh, I had a PT at the time. Well, I, st- I still have a PT, right? Um, Ryan Russell, his name is. I still I still use him. He was a very funny, helped me out massively. Um, so I worked as hard as I could with him to be as fit as I could, and technically as good as I could um, to try and to try and get a club. And luckily, uh, all worked out and it's still going alright at the minute. I know, definitely. Well, obviously, with, with Hull, uh, you, you signed a, a long-term contract in January. So, what, what was that like to kind of be given that kind of kind of stamp of long-term faith? It's nice because it, it uh, it's a bit of reassurance. Not reassurance to take your foot off the gas, but reassurance that you're wanted by someone. Um, so, it makes you feel, feel good about yourself, really. But it just makes you even more hungry to kick on and, and try and get another deal. Uh, I remember... John Mack said to me the other day, funny enough, he said, what's your hardest contract to earn? And I knew the answer because my dad's always says it to me and it's your next one. So there's never a harder contract than your next contract. So that's what you've always got to try and um, aim for. Well, I suppose what, what, what you're saying, obviously, we, we have that kind of thing. It must be quite nice after after what what what, what can happen at Berry. I mean, what, what, what's the thing at Berry? Was that kind of like, did you know for a few months before everything kind of collapsed? Or did you kind of get the feeling that all the money, something's not right here? Yeah, players weren't getting paid and the owner wasn't showing up for days or no one would know what was going on. So there was always big meetings with the owner and players. And yeah, we, we didn't really know what was happening without saying too much, to be fair. But we knew quite a while before that it was going down the pan, to be honest. Yeah, well, very good that you managed to get a club at Hull and then find your way to here. Yeah. But yeah, thanks very much, Carl. That was really good. Really You're very welcome. <coughs> 
Well, just just touching on the fact that Callum's uh, Callum's taken advantage uh, of injuries in midfield. Now you want to stay there, don't you? You don't want to get injured. You don't want to suffer loss of form. You want to stake your claim, don't you? Yeah, 100% touch well on that, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, fingers crossed. And, uh, and like, the, the squad we've got, we have, uh, as we've touched on, we've had loads and loads of injuries. And obviously, we touched on it before. There is some good news, though. Obviously, uh, reading uh, reading the club today, uh, Farney's come back and said that, uh, obviously, Josh McPaik, Alfie McCalmont and uh, Azza Wildig will hopefully be, you know, there or thereabouts, which is good news, isn't it? But obviously, yeah. yeah, you know, from that point of view, you know, you know, we lose King Arthur after after again another sterling performance the other night, and obviously Shane. But it, what, what's it like? What's the mood like in the camp when when somebody gets injured? Is it do you all pull together, or are you secretly going, "Oh, this is my chance"? No, I, I definitely don't think anyone thinks like that, to be honest, because you can only imagine because everyone has been injured, so everyone knows the feeling. So. The chance is good, of course, but the well-being of someone else is more important, to be honest. I think everyone's around them. Me and Shane are really close anyway, to be fair, so I was straight in the physio room to make sure he was all right. Mm. Wishing him good luck in his scan and stuff like that. So the camp is good. Um, everyone does pull together, to be fair. We're, we're quite tight-knitted. I think you can tell that on the pitch, to be, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's quite interesting. With Obviously, we know 19, 19 new signings, and obviously some of you, like yourself and Alfie, uh, on loan uh, Stephen's done a good job of bonding you all hasn't he yeah but you're with each other that much aren't you you go away for a week in pre-season rooms you don't you don't have anything but each other so you kind of got to get on really but of course when you, when you go out on a Saturday or a Tuesday and you're playing for points and I'm next to whoever I am and I'm fighting just as much as he is to try and get the three points so I think it's important that he's a tight together and um, all singing off the same hymn sheet otherwise when you go on the pitch, I don't think it'd be very helpful. And and uh, my my final question is: our brand of football uh, it, it, is it? We are we are at times we don't know any other things but attacking, do we really? Or so it would appear. <laughs> I know we are quite entertaining, aren't we? Goals, but we we concede too many at the minute. Um, which usually it's after we score straight away. It's after we score we concede again. But for the fans, I think it's quite exciting because you never know what way it's going to go. So you're on the edge of the seat. But as a player and probably as a manager as well, it's not as exciting because conceding frustrating. So I think if we can, if we can limit the goals um, with a high or one of the highest scorers in the league, uh, so we'll definitely be all right. Well, fingers crossed. It has been exciting to watch. Um, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, and. I- I made a complete fool of myself on Saturday because obviously it was one all after what eighteen minutes or something like that, and I turned around to all my mates and went, uh, "I'll give you ten credit stairs like this," and they were like, "No, no, 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 no," because they were like, "It's never going to stay one one," but of course no. it, it did. But we'll take a point. That's um, it. Well, I'll come to Les now. Um, thanks for joining us, Les. Okay, pleasure. Um, I, I, you're, you're, uh, you've gone full time now, haven't you? You've got with, with us being in League One, we need a full time kit man, boot room desperado like yourself. But um, you've been around since uh, well, since the dawn of time, it would appear, when we were in the, the, the as it was then the Vauxhall Conference, um, when you did things on a part time basis, and you had you had sort of Jim Harvey, you had um, uh, Sammy, I mean, then you've had Jim Bentley, then you've had Derek Adams, and now you've got Stephen Robinson. 
It's it's all happening. What what's the main differences? Oof. Well, starting as a full-time kit man, that was to be fair. Even Sammy, when he was the manager, well, sorry, back to Jim Harvey first. He always said um, we could do with someone. Even then, even though the role has changed massively over the years, it's got bigger and bigger. Um, then Sammy said he tried a few times, and Jim Bentley was the most influential one. Who eventually it turned out to. Uh, be a full-time job and that's a massive thanks to Jim for that for being at the same massive um, pushing that and pushing that and, and Rod as well um, and then Derek couldn't believe that I'd only been doing it full-time for a year or a year and a half when he when he come since April the first two two and a half years ago now um, and then it's just carried on from there Stephen just lets us, uh, sorry, the gaffer, just lets us get, get on with it now. Um, but what a change over the years it's been from just having a cupboard at the old Christie Park. A um, couple of cupboards, you just shoved everything in. I've got a big laundry, rails, racks, shelves, everything. I could do with it more, but I'll not push my luck at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's t certainly changed from when I first started do it, doing it. And as for the managers, they've all been brilliant with me personally. And I've loved every one of them. So, yeah, they've all had, they've all had different styles on the pitch. But, um, I mean, obviously, a lot of them, well, most of them have been approachable off the pitch. But Barry said last week that he... he, uh, he, he Professionally, he thought Derek did a brilliant job, but personally, he didn't. He didn't really get on with him. And I'm not asking you to say the same thing, but it's been a. It's been a. You know, uh, quite a few people have said, "Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was what he was, and he was dedicated 24/7, 365 to football." Absolutely, Derek was what he was. He was. He was. His own way, his own manners, and yeah, some of the staff found it a bit odd and hard to get used to, but. Again, with me personally, I thought it was ace. He loved lads. Sorry? He loved lads. Honestly, he had a lot of, lot, lot of respect for lads. Well, did. well it, so he should, because Les is part of yeah. the furniture, isn't he? No, he, he, did, at, he did, he did, he did. Well, he's, been at, he's been at Christie Park, you've been at, you've been at the Globe, now you're at Mazuma. Sounds like three different grounds. But. It does, yeah. Moved around a bit. <laughs> But yeah, from your point of view, Les, obviously, you know, the the seasons, the season we got, I remember going to Buxton the first season in the, when we got promoted from the Northern Premier League and you and your missus and all the kids turned up. Oh, I used, yeah, we've, that's what I've grown up. My missus now, Debs are Debs. You know, we, we were friends at the football before and now we got together when other things didn't happen as such. And uh, my family now, my daughter, especially, and her kids, they haven't been really, well, three of my grandkids don't do any sport whatsoever. They went to Wembley, they've, come, they've got season tickets this season, and absolutely loving it. They all want to play football now. One of them's trying to get in the school football team, and this is all because of what's going on. And they love the atmosphere, and let's say, I think that's why we're getting the crowds, because the football's good. And if it's making my young family come and watch, then it must be do doing uh, that for a few more. 
Well, I mean, you, you look at the you know the season tickets that the, the club put on a fantastic offer, and it's been grabbed out. We're 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 well above two thousand now, aren't we, Charlie? Oh, wow! Well, yeah. It was two thousand six two thousand six hundred, which is amazing. Yeah. Given, given that I think we had what did we have maybe seven hundred a couple of years ago, which is amazing, really, isn't it? But then again, being in a different division and playing all the sort of high flying teams helps, doesn't it, Les? I think so, personally. As as the picture behind you shows, we've stood there when there's been 200, 250 there, yeah. you know, probably even less now and then on the Tuesday, wet Tuesday night. And now we're getting these sort of crowds. We wouldn't have dreamed of it, would we, at that No, uh, not a I'm chance. Watching from the old uh, Christie Park stand there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I look at it now and I, I just, you know, pinch me, I'm dreaming. Because it is, it's magic, absolutely magic. Because what, we're, we're competing with teams that we couldn't even dream of playing. I, they're all the teams we play now are all seasoned league teams for years and years, established for years and years. And this is what the newcomers, as such, if you want to call them that, the new fans have just got to understand a little bit where we've been in the past. Yeah. You know, we went through the mire about five years ago, you know, yeah. we, ne we nearly went, and uh, and now we've got a bit of glory, we're in League One. For me, it's like the Premiership. Now people are talking about the Championship. It was like the Champions League for me, if you want. <laughs> you know, but a little, little old Morecambe, which we don't use anymore, obviously. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> we're we're to that. Well, that's this is this this all comes around like like we were we were sort of ribbing Charlie a couple of weeks ago because obviously the, the you know. We've cocked up here because him and James had a three-year plan and Derek did it all in 12 months. <laughs> it's a one-year plan now. <laughs> if only it was finished for his... Yeah, but there's still time, Charlie, isn't there, luckily? Well, yeah. I just think, back in Leslie's point up, you know, I came on my my, my week-long week stay a couple of weeks ago and it's changed so much since two, three years ago when... I'll tell you the best the best thing to, to, to cap it all. Um, um, David and Kate in the uh, look after the directors and director's box, and she's a, she's a lovely Kate, but she she's a, she's a pharmacist and she helps me out with my medication. Not not great when I've been all the adrenaline's gone after watching a game and stuff. And uh, she said to me, "Do you know what, Charlie? The best thing about it, about um, Morecambe Football Club is now that no one laughs at me and David anymore." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she, she said we've been laughed at for twenty. We laughed at by our friends and family for twenty. Exactly. Now no one laughs at us anymore. No. We really stuck. We really stuck with me that, you know, she she she, she was saying it in such a heartfelt way. It wasn't like it wasn't yeah. about the football. It was about her personally and how she felt about the whole thing. And well, if, I, if, that, if you can replicate that across three, four thousand people, then it's going to be it's going to be great, isn't it? Well, it, it's um, there's. We, we touched on it, we've touched on it in just about every single one. There is definitely, and still is, Joel, a buzz around around Morecambe fans and the place itself. There is a buzz. You're, you're now, you've decamped to Manchester and you, you're, you're getting together with other Shrimps fans in Manchester and organising travel now, aren't you? Because there's a buzz. Exactly, you know, it, it, it's just such a really good time to, uh, to be supporting the club. Obviously... I've been there through, you know, the, the struggles in League Two. Obviously, went away for uni for a bit, but to kind of come back around after my circumstances kind of line up quite nicely with getting promoted to League One and moving a bit close to home, and then seeing a few other, you know, Morecambe fans in in Manchester and being able to get together and and have a good time going to the game. It, it's brilliant, and 
you know, it's just it's such a big buzz. It's kind of like, I mean, it's amazing. I, I was in this the other day. Uh, obviously, we have 4,200 there on Saturday. Uh, and obviously, with the, in part, thanks to a big following from Plymouth, but mainly because of our boosted home attendances. Because I remember back in the day, a few years back, if we had if we had a team if we were playing a team who we knew would bring a big away following like Plymouth because they usually do, we'd think, oh, we might scrape three thousand today. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. But now it's like we've got a team with a big away following, so that's four thousand a given almost. Yeah. It just it, it, it's brilliant. It's yeah, it's such a good time to support the club, and it, it's great to see so many people turning out. And like we've kind of already mentioned, that the atmosphere was amazing. Even after a few difficult results, it was great to see if you kind of be able to get behind the team and kind of give them that welcome back and that little bit of extra, you know, extra bit of adrenaline in their veins, hopefully, to kind of spur them on a bit more. It it, it must be gratifying for you, Les. I've been, been involved since, uh, like I said, early days of the conference when, we, you know, we, we'd, we'd sort of, Jim Harvey persuaded the board that we could go full time. Uh, and then you look at where we are now and you're, 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 you're going out and doing your job and putting the kits out and stuff like that. And the, you know, there's 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 more people there at quarter past two than we used to get in the Northern Premier League on a good run. Absolutely is, mate. Absolutely, yeah. It's just, like I say, the fans that were there at Christie Park, um, you know, the few fans. And then like um, Joel was saying about getting the bigger crowd, we'd get the big crowd when we played Ipswich and the atmosphere was great at Christie Park. But then again, the week later, you'd be back to a few hundred, yeah. you know, 800. When we moved into the conference, we started getting 800. Um, yeah, over the year, yourself and that. <laughs> I remember when I first started, well, my first game, apparently, my dad told me it was 1963. I can't oh. remember that. Stood on the shale bank. Um, oh, yeah. Regular... yeah that was, that was my, my first game. It was 1967 on there, but I don't remember that either. No. <laughs> I you, think were I probably, remember... you were probably there. Kicking the stones, yeah, probably, yeah. Because yeah. my dad used to go, not regular, but when he could. And, um, sorry, I lose my train of thought there where I was going. Uh, oh, yeah, and then quite regularly watching in the 70s where it was up and down. And when it, you know, Wembley 74. So three times we've been to Wembley and never lost. How many teams can say that? You know. Barcelona uh, and Woking. Barcelona and Woking have been four times and not lost. So we need one more. You know, need, some not that I want to, I'm not bothered about Woking, I just like to equal Barcelona's to be honest. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Barcelona has their Champions League party where we had our party. Is that what the one behind you? Yeah, same place. Wow, well, there you go. We're in good company. Make, make sure next time we get to Wembley, Charlie, we book that. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> happen. So, yeah, then, um sort of drifted in it in the 70s and I think I started playing like North Lanks, West Lanks League football. And yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was sweeper then. Um, I don't know, but whatever it was, the ball curled anyway. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little Is private it, story. No, no, it's not. It's a story I'm going to tell now. Les, 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 Les had long hair, I had long hair. Well, I had some hair and Les had some hair. And we used to play for Middleton in the North Lanks League. And uh, I think we were at, was it at Milnthorpe or somewhere like that? It was Milnthorpe, yeah. <laughs> we're at Milnthorpe. We're at Milnthorpe Corinthians. And uh, this, uh, this... No, it this, was. It was Carnforth Rangers. Carnforth Rangers. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was Carnforth Rangers. <laughs> and this, this, ball, this ball, ball comes in and it's a cross-come shot. 
and uh, Les shouts, Les's, so I left it and it flew in the top corner. And I turned around to Les and went, what was that, Les? And he, what did you say to me? It curled. <laughs> it curled. It wasn't supposed to be curled. It was going straight past the post. And then it I, could have it. I could have ended it out. <laughs> I went, Les, what happened with that? And, uh, and everybody who's listening, Les was a, a good keeper, a very good keeper in the North Lanks League. But Les's love was, was catching it, catching it off a high cross and then rolling it out to a fullback. Who wasn't ready? Who <laughs> wasn't ready? He was never looking. No. I, I think I was always one step ahead. Yeah. Because I thought Les, I was technically all right. Les had started, but, uh, he, he tried to start attacks by rolling it out to a fullback. It was either having a cup of tea, rolling a fag, or reading a paper. God knows what they were doing. Yeah. So my, my mantra <laughs> as captain was what was it? No quick. Go on, no quick throws, Les. No, sorry, yes, it was. No yeah, quick throws. No quick throws because we'll be back under. Way. We'll be back under pressure. But anyway, that's 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 how far we can go back, Les. But you got to the 1980s when we were tripe and Lancaster were better. I don't ever remember that bit. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying though, we used to finish the game when we played and got there for maybe the last half hour at Christie Park. Yeah, because we kicked off at two o'clock. Come on the gate, charging a pound or something yeah. to get in. Yeah. You know, but um, that's some of my memories. But yeah. yeah. Then we went through the eighties, and it all went a bit pear shaped. And Joe, but I think I in the eighties I said Brian Griffiths started the sort of turn of it all. But then someone said Joe Vodge did, and I, I think he agreed with that. Joe Vodge. Yeah, Joe Joe Vodge did, but then he, he, when he, he went to Cole, when he went to Cole, he took Dave Lancaster and a few with him. And we had a yeah, bit of fluctuation. Yeah, we had a fluctuation. Yeah. We had uh, obviously we had um, Laurie Milligan uh, and Billy Wright as managers. And Billy Wright Billy did Wright, okay. Yeah. yeah, Billy Wright did okay. But it was when I felt a bit sorry when they sat Billy Wright, but they got Griff in. And yeah. Griff in, in 1989, Griff was the start of it all. We wouldn't be where we are without Griff. Yeah. And uh, when we had John McMahon on, he, he said that. So. John, I keep reminding him when he got sent off against us at Hyde United one night. Do you remember that? Yeah, was <laughs> it? wanted to fight him. Yeah, was it? It was Jim McCluskey, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, it was funny. I, I, I tactfully never mentioned that, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 yeah. Paul, Paul Hodgson reminded me of it before we went and recorded it, and I thought, no, I'll, I'm not torturing with that one. So <laughs> it's all right. Les is out with him now. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah, sorry, exactly. I'm not supposed to say certain things. No, no, of course you are. You can say what you want. So that's what we like. The 90s, there's the 90s. Yeah, the correct. 90s. Um, I think that's late 80s, early 90s. I personally started helping the supporters club. Um, we used to stand on that wall at the Christie end. The, the um, what's it wall? Mm. That fence come wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and I'm selling videos out of a carrier bag and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got a picture of that. I've got a video of someone videoing me selling <laughs> videos out of a carrier bag and it looked really strange. Dodgy, dodgy, oh, dodgy less. But that's that... the sort of things we used to do, you know. So how did that... Make kind of... a couple of quid for the club, you know. So, but then into the going into later into the 90s I'm, I'm into my 26 years so i think that's 96 now when i first started doing the kit man and that was because of i don't remember a guy called stuart called him noddy 
Yeah, because he had a bit of a yeah. He had a bit of a wobble. Sniper's, <laughs> Sniper's nightmare. <laughs> He's a lovely fella, but he was leaving. I think he was going to manage Settle United or something like that. Was that his second day? I didn't know. Stuart that. Adair. He, right. was, he was he was goalkeeper for the supporters team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, could, couldn't stop a cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he said, "You'd like to do this. You, you, you organise. You know, you, you're helpful and all that lot." And I went in, and Tom was there. Tom. Tom was. Um, Tommy. Tom sorry. was Tom. Legend. Sorry. Legend. Tommy absolutely should never be forgotten. And. Um, took me in and says, look, he's going to come and help me. Is that all right? Tom said, yeah. He took me in to see Jim Harvey and said, yeah, no problem. The rest is history, as they say. And here we are. In League, here we are. In League One, pinch yourself. In, in League One, full time. <laughs> there you go. Happy days. Did you ever think, you were, where, where, if you go back 26 years, Les, if you, if you, if you imagine 26 years forward, I today, where did you think we'd be? Just where we were then. Conference. Yeah. Just oh, sorry, National League. Vanarama yeah. National League. <laughs> just a local town football club, doing okay, steady away, people helping, you know, Friday night reserve games as well, you know, having your cheap hot dog or your cheap pasty. You know, they were good, they were good days. We they were never proper, forget them. proper mushy peas then, Charlie. Proper Proper mushy peas. I used to go and buy. Love it, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. It's still, it's still a dream. Still an absolute dream, and that's why I love walking through them doors every day. Even though I should have had a day off today, I had to go down for twenty minutes, which annoyed me. <laughs> but there you go. Twenty twenty minutes. It's worth it, Les. Of course it is. Absolutely. Wouldn't do it if we didn't want to. That's my saying. Exactly. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. So club legend. Hey. Club legend. <laughs> no, no. No, you are. You are. Don't deny it. It's club nice legend. of you to say. Yeah. No. Uh, honestly, Les. So, uh, sooner or later, we'll in about three years' time, we'll be voting, and you'll find a picture of yourself on that wall behind the helmet. <laughs> well, you've got to be dead before you get on there, haven't you? You'll be in the memorial garden. Bloody hell. We'll have, we'll have a memorial garden at the new training ground. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, no, oh who's released that? Nobody, no, it's just me waffling. I'm waiting to see what lottery results are tonight. <laughs> right, I'll move on. We, um, we, uh, we, we, we were expecting a, a fantastic announcement last week, Charlie, that we, we, uh, we didn't advertise on here. And obviously, uh, it, it came out that the uh, the club the club chaplain was announced on Thursday. So uh, you know, it, I'll steal your line and say it was uh, Charlie's chaplain. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the big news. I mean, it, it is important we've had that around because we, you know, we want we want someone to be able to you know the scholars and the academy and anyone involved in the club to be able to speak to someone if we've got problems and stuff. It's not a it's not a Christian faith. No, no, no. it's multi faith. It is a great thing to do. Introduced by Chris Caldwell, who's the, the crowd doctor. Um, the chaplain is uh, one of his, his close friends. It's, 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 a, it's a football league charity that provides service. That's great. That, well, that was a good piece of news, but the main piece of news is still ongoing. I'm, I'm, we have to announce it in the next couple of days. Be, I promise you it's going to be it's really, really big. But I was just thinking earlier that I just hope on Saturday we can get, get some little rubber the green. I was looking at the away, away results so far this year. Les probably, I see Les every time he's there. And Wickham, he was 
hammered down with rain. The, the, the dugout was there, there was no, no foot to let us sit and let us sit on a box, absolutely getting absolutely piss wet through, pardon my French. And uh, we've just been so unlucky on the away games. So Wickham, Gillingham, Ipswich, you know, hopefully we'll be able to put, put in a good performance and get what we, we deserve, really, because I think we've been a bit unlucky. I don't know if you agree with that, Joel. Yeah, I think especially, I think Gilliam and Doncaster are the ones that stick out. Oh, Doncaster, no. Yeah, because just because I think yeah, the, the, you know I think with Gilliam, I the, the free kick they scored from it was one of those Harry Kane's backing into people challenge, and he gave Oliver, I think it was, the free kick. I was like, come on! And then the penalty, very, very, very soft, barely a penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty. And then obviously Doncaster away, that as you say, the rugby tackle. You know, we, their their games, I kind of come from come away from being a bit frustrated, a bit of bad luck with refereeing decisions. So hopefully, you know, we, we get a bit of a rub of the green with that. Obviously, we've, bro- we've broken that little losing cycle last game. Hopefully, I would absolutely hammer it down with rain, as it did against uh, uh, Cheltenham and Wickham, because I think that just makes away days a little bit more tough. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we can kind of get, get things back on track away, because obviously our home form has been great over the past kind of couple of years. So, uh, As Stephen said, I think, you know, you're saying to me today that, you know, we should play to our strengths and enjoy who we are rather than trying to well it, it would be nice to get a little bit of luck that way and just as an aside now I'll mention I know he listens but um, a mate of mine uh, Matthew Matt Dayton was uh, standing in for Swids Swids was on holiday and he stood in doing the uh, doing the an out match announcing on, on Saturday against Plymouth so obviously where he is he was probably one of the nearest Morecambe fans to the away end and they felt everybody on the balcony felt that uh, the foul on Adam Phillips was a foul. They, they felt he got pushed both two hands by the defender, but the referee obviously he didn't dive. I called it right. He, he as he went down, he handballed it, and so he gave the free kick for handball. But he reckons everybody in the balcony thought that was a definite pen, which was you know, we're just not getting him at the moment, are we? We're just not, I mean, we're not, don't get me wrong, we're not giving anything away, but um, there was an absolute absolute stonewall penalty at Doncaster which we never got we could talk about that till the cows come home so yeah a little bit of luck would be nice Charlie you're right so I, I you've got you've got any other updates for us uh from the uh, from the club I don't know I think you're on mute Charlie <laughs> <laughs> that was good that I can't, I can't repeat it it's confidential um... <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get a lip reader in but a fans forum in November, which is going to be really cool. First fans forum we've done in a while, which, which, which would be a good update. And there's a new club shop and on website system going. We know the club shop isn't, 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 could be improved, put it that way. But it's new staff, new people involved, so that's going to be good. And the, the, the hot topic of coach travel and away travel is hopefully going to get sorted in the next couple of weeks with some... Some some solution between the club and the shrimps trust working together to try and get sorted out. That's what, that's what we're proposing. We're trying to get it done. It cost me per, cost me and Rod a lot of money for the Wiccan coach. Yeah. Um, and I think Rod had to pay out last week for the Burton coach. So obviously we are we love the club, but we can't be spending. Uh, you know, we can't be just can't be financing ourselves, even though we'd love to. Um, my wife will kill me if not going to force pay the mortgage. Um, and but um, you know we want to try and find a solution as soon as possible. We know it's important to people. Um, it's just it's a real it's a real tricky one, as I'm sure you discussed your AGM job. You're going to fill us in on. Yeah, that's that's what I'll come to now because the the AGM uh, took took two and a quarter hours, and about forty five minutes of that was 
87 different questions about coach travel, Joel. <laughs> Fill us in. I know. It was, it was quite something. It was all quite pedestrian otherwise, I thought. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was everybody was on side with the rest of it, but then yeah, uh, I think we threw a firework in with like, why can't you organise coach travel? Yeah, and, so yeah. I mean, on that, I think I think what I would like to say on behalf, I, I'm not really in charge of coach travel. To this, I, I don't think I'd be very good at all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> if I'm honest, I do, I do the, I do the, you know, the the fun uh, podcasting bits. You could, yeah, but you could do the stats on coach travel. Uh, yeah, well, maybe I'll have to do the stats and the, we can do some expected people on the coach or something, something like that, I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see the effort that people, that, that, that members of the board will, will put in to get get a coach on. And, it, and it's a lot of effort <laughs> and it's a lot of time to sort the whole thing out. And I think when, when, when people kind of, I think we, we're more than the, more than open to suggestions on how we can improve i think what we i think what i would like to say is you know when the people running the coaches share their experiences and what difficulties they have it, it's worth listening to what they have to say in, in, in kind of response and say when because people ask for why, why can't we do x y and z and sometimes it's not always, always possible so but ultimately we are still trying to work on making it uh, a better thing really so I know Jack's been working on an online system which will hopefully improve things massively because that that will just make it a lot easier to organise ticketing and you know it will mean that people kind of have to pay up from initially probably I think I'm not too sure how it will work exactly. I but, think that's a good thing to be said. And then and, and also you know it cuts down on that kind of the email back and forth which is obviously so time consuming that if you're trying to organise people to book onto the coach. Hopefully, you know, it's, it, it is going to improve. I think we've got a few games coming up over... I think we've got quite a few nearby games that we're looking at coaches for. Like I think Fleetwood's the next one. Uh, so, you know, it, I think, you know, it, it is just going to be one of those things. That it's, not, it, it's not just going to happen for Oxford on, Friday, on, uh, on Saturday. It is going to take a little bit of a while or we kind of put certain systems in place and we, and we try to build things up. You know, I think obviously at the start of the season we we weren't expecting to have this kind of pressure to do the coach travel, obviously because Charlie no. had said he was going to be doing it. Uh, uh, Charlie Edwards, sorry, was said he was going to be doing it to, to the games. Obviously, that that's fallen through, and it's not really obviously something that I'm, I, I I want to get into. Obviously, it's been it's unfortunate that's fallen through. So obviously, there's a there's a there's a there's a bit of expectation on the trust, and, and we are working to try and see what we can do. And well, it sounds positive with what Charlie's just said, saying, you know, um, you know, it, it, it sounds like there's, there, there may be a solution in the offing, Charlie. Am I, am I allowed to say that? We're trying to, it's, 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 it's uh, Commander Wakefield's uh, bag of this, and we, we're trying to get, trying to get, um, trying to get, we, we desperately want to get something sorted, work it out, but it's just, it's, for the, for the club to do it on our own, it just doesn't work because the price is probably too expensive because of the regulation we have to go through and all the, yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's, it would be pretty. We could do it, but we wouldn't feel like people wouldn't be able to afford it. Probably, and we need to find out a different way of of, of, of putting it on. Because we want obviously want as many away fans there as possible to enjoy the experience. And it's really tough, you know. And Rod, God love him. He 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 he, he, he would love to, you know, put it on and uh, pay for it himself. You know, if he could. You know, he's such a great guy. Um, but you know, I was sitting. You know, we. we it's, 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 like Joel said, it's hard to explain. It's just it's, 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 people think it's so easy. It's not no, easy. It's not. You get the cost. People don't book on. Yeah. 
you can literally lose thousands of pounds. You need to be stewarded. You need to have people behaving well. It's just, it's just a tough one. That's why you probably had 54 questions. And every, you know, everyone, everyone took their own opinion on it. Yeah, that's true. The, the, I mean, the rest of the meeting was pretty positive, Joel, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was, it was fine. You know, we've, we've, we've had some kind of projects that have kind of been successfully implemented, like uh, having Dickie dancing on the Legends Wall, a couple of charity collections, the uh, toy collection at Christmas. So, the, yeah. I mean, they, it was. I mean, obviously, that was the main talking point. I've gone on a little bit about it there, so my apologies for that. But uh, yeah, that, on the on the main, it was it, it was really quite positive. You know, I like, I like it when you rant, Joel. It's good. <laughs> it shows you care. I know, um, exactly. And a quick a quick shout out there. Two things, first of all, that come to mind: uh, six hundred and thirty-four members of the trust, which is fantastic because they were aiming for five hundred next year. I know I'm preaching to the converted because if you're listening to this, you're probably already a member of the trust. But if you know somebody who isn't, as Charlie's already said, 2,600 season ticket holders. That's what they should be. We are aiming for, isn't it, Joel? Yeah, we want that. everybody who's a season ticket holder, near or far, become a member of the trust because yeah. it, it becomes a powerful thing. It already is a powerful thing. It's got 634 members, which if we had 634 members when in the Northern Premier League, Les, we'd have won it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think we used to have about 50 members in the supporters club. Exactly. But we used to, we used to take a coach to uh, most games. Yeah, true. Or a minibus. Or a minibus. But I remember I, I used to run the coaches and uh, it, it's not easy because you've right. always got to decide. Some people want to do something. Yeah. Some people want to do it another way. So just on the coaches, it's not an easy thing to do. No, so, it's but, not. Just like I say, the more, I must admit, I haven't joined this season, so have I got to join as well? <laughs> well yeah. I mean, yeah, we can we can forgive you considering you are kitman at the club, but if I you do feel like that. joining, then go for it. <laughs> well, well, I haven't done before. I like the badge and the, the freebies at Hurley Fly or whatever it is, 20% off. Yeah, well, off. we've That's got a good. trolley coin this year, so I, and it is. It well, is not very for like. Dumb. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, right. I'll I'll had, I think we've had about <laughs> 90 members... From last season, who've lapsed, not season last season, season before, who've lapsed. Um, right. So that I mean, that's you know, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Really. So people are thinking, oh, they don't do anything. Well, obviously, this podcast tells you different. That's good. And the final thing from me is obviously uh, Charlie gave a um, a big shout out there to Commander Wakefield, who's uh, currently uh, in sunnier climbs on manoeuvres. So I know he'll want me to give him a. A shout out because I know he listens. Keep up the good work. He's on next week. He's on next week. Yeah, that that say, uh, Charlie being the uh, the decent type, he's going to let James get a word in edgeways. But then James will probably say, "I'm sorry, I'm on D three D four next week. I can't possibly do it." No. But thank you very much. Uh, thank Callum, as you know, uh, if you're watching, he disappeared about twenty minutes ago because he had somewhere to go. That's fine. Thanks to Callum. Thanks to Les. Uh, and I will say good night, uh, well, goodbye from the three Ronnies, Joel, Charlie, and myself. Join us again next week when we'll talk about the fantastic three nil win at the Kassam Stadium. Uh, uh, and obviously, the impending return of, uh, of Kev Ellison in the FA Cup. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers.